la lune trop pâle, caresse l'opale de ses yeux blasés. Princesse de la rue, sois la bienvenue dans mon cœur blessé. That lovely snippet of music is from the repertoire of today's guest, Fifi Lamere. She's a singer and an accordionist, but of course she's so much more. Well, welcome to Marriott Side Trips, the podcast where I, Stephen Marriott, chat to the everyday heroes I meet when I travel. However, given all the restrictions of late, I've been forced to stay closer to home. So for this first season, I've been meeting London's traders and artists who've been keeping the city ticking over. Though now the world is starting to reopen, and getting out of here, you might say, I'll soon be travelling to Spain to walk another Camino de Santiago pilgrimage and write research for my third reluctant pilgrim novel. Suffice to say, I'll be taking a break from the podcast, which has been a kind of an experiment for me, but one that's kept me reasonably sane during these strange times, or rather, the resilience of my wonderful guests has rubbed off too, and hopefully, on my regular listeners as well. So, for this last episode in the season, I caught up with Fifi at our home in North London. She also happens to be a friend of mine, and I used our chat as an opportunity to delve further into her life, including growing up in Paris, as well as discussing her lockdown story. Hello, Fifi. Hello. So, I'm with Fifi Lamer in her home in Bounders Green, which I have to admit, I don't know this, well, I don't know much about North London at all, really. So I'm a little bit outside of my, how do I put it, my London comfort zone. But we're in Bounds Green and walking here from the uh, the tube, which seemed like it's sort of an old 1930s tube station, one of the, the old original ones. Seems like a really nice neighbourhood, residential, quiet neighbourhood in many ways. But having said that, I think we're we're pretty close to the North Circular. I don't know, are we quite close to Alexandra Palace? So just give us context of your neighbourhood and, and what happens here. Well, it's quite a nice place to live, especially when you're a musician and you don't drive because my musician friends pick me up. So because the North Circular is so close, it's just about 100 Mm metres. You wouldn't think so because you can't hear it. No, it's so peaceful and quiet. Yes, yes. And um, so it's really practical and because of where it's situated, Mm -hmm. when you don't drive and you need a lift, it's ideal. Uh, It's also a really nice area. We all know each other on the street, in the neighbouring streets Mm -hmm. too. People are, um, you know, it's quite relaxed and everything. And we had a lot of problem with cars cutting through in order to have, to save a bit of time. But that's been stopped. So that is fantastic you know there's no more constant noise and no well, more I was just constant saying, pollution. you know i'm going to just i'll just record a bit of sound in case i need to block out any cars or anything but there haven't been any cars no no but that's past. just just yeah. recent since like august before well it was that. working clearly <laughs> yes yes definitely <laughs> but um do you get out and about here or norm, normal sort of circumstances when there wasn't lockdowns and things do you it's i mean i guess there must be a green or a park here given there the are loads of parks everywhere the names, I'm not sure, I just walk in yes. Broomfield Park, there is mm-hmm. there, but there's also Alexander Palace, not far. Uh, yeah. So there's lots of nice walks one can do. And yes, because we had the problem with the traffic, we all started an organisation on this street in mm-hmm. order to fight this situation. And so as a result, we all know each other and we 
all meet up all the time and we go to the pub and oh, yeah. it's a very and there's a little market just up the road and mm -hmm. there's lots of very nice things happening all the time mm -hmm. and so you said we're close to alexander palace how far are we from Hampstead heath is that pretty far or uh, Hampstead Heath is a little bit further, but I do go there quite regularly when I can, when okay. it's nice and warm, um, oh, to the ladies' there. ponds. You know, oh, I, do I, you? I oh, you swim, swim there? Yes, ah. it's fantastic. I haven't been yet this year yet no. because the water must be absolutely yes. freezing and yeah. because the weather was so bad. But hopefully I'll be going soon. Ah, okay, yeah. I mean, I, that, that, I've walked past them and, and oh, seen them. Oh, it's fantastic. And, and you've got those, the really big one there, which is, you know, mixed. Yes, yes. yes. Wow, okay. The ladies' pond is the best, I think, in a way. Really, really nice. Well, I'll have to come and explore. It's a nice <laughs> reminder to get back to Hampstead Heath and maybe go for a swim when it when it warms up and maybe yeah. explore this neighbourhood a bit better. So, obviously, I mentioned you know you're a musician, French music singer, accordionist, whistler. I was reminded last night yes, when I was yes. listening to um, some of your CDs. I know you have a repertoire of music, really. So, so why don't you? Uh, instead of me getting it wrong, just explain how how do you how your music? What kind of music is it? It's a variety in many ways, is it not? With obviously a strong French influence. Well, because I play music only, I have to think of different ways I can get work. Basically, so okay. we have the band called Dolala, which is a quartet with yes. double bass, guitar, myself, and. Um, a saxophonist that plays tenor and clarinet as well. Mm -hmm. We play a mixture of jazz and French music and even a bit impressionist music, which is a bit like Erisati and, and so on. And because we played many, many times in a place called Brasserie Zedel in the restaurant in the centre of yes. town, yeah. we played there maybe 450 times, maybe 500 Gosh, times. Wow. So we are kind of adapted our repertoire to fit the to fit in, with to fit in the venue because yeah. you know the more you fit in and, and what you do works the more you work mm. you more you enjoy what you're doing because it's going down well yes. and also it's nice to keep things fresh so always to think of new ideas in order to keep the work but then the work is better so you enjoy it more and then more work brings more work etc okay. so there's this and, and I do a lot as a duo acoustically which is lovely because it's you can just walk around and mingle. It's mostly for parties or little events, mm -hmm. and that's that's really very pleasant to do. Uh, and it's a bit um, not old-fashioned, like not in fashion, but not many people do it because it's not an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's really nice, and I, I enjoy it. So we've got a repertoire that fits also the restriction you have in sound because when you're outside, you have to play quite loudly except if you're in a courtyard then there's some kind of echo so you mm -hmm. can play more subtly but so you know you need to adapt so basically we play what we enjoy but also depending on the demand on what works because one doesn't always know what we do which sounds best you know it, it's eventually we find out yes. and then we may as well do what works mm -hmm. that we enjoy doing rather than do something that's Okay. You know, so we go into that direction. So what we do always changes. Mm -hmm. So variety depending on on location, location you know. and and yeah. amplification. But basically, it's music from about eighteen eighty to the nineteen seventies, mostly French, but also jazz twenties, a bit mm -hmm. jazz, a bit of nineteen fifty school jazz, 
Yeah, yeah. So you do do a couple of more modern covers, Arsenal. There's a Lou Reed song you do, which I yeah. which made me smile last night. Yes, yes. They're, they're, but they're classic tunes also. Yeah. We do also a Strangler's tune. Um, what, what, what is it? I haven't played it for so long. Okay. Golden Brown we okay, play, yeah. yes. Yeah. And we play the Lou Reed, It's Such a Perfect Day. Yeah, which yeah, really is really nice, a, yeah. It's a nice tune to finish with. Yes. When we do a concert. Yeah, so we try to vary and also, so nobody's bored. That's mm -hmm. the last thing we want is people to get bored. So we need to go from something nice to something different, but without compromising with, you know, mm -hmm. the way we see music okay. and our sound. Yeah, you, you, you touched on Sadell's, and I'll come back to that at some point. So that obviously you say that's where you've been playing regularly as, as a band, but it's music which um, how we met, and I guess that's probably how you meet a lot of people through your music. And uh, initially, it was Cat Circus bringing um, the Steel Day to Waterloo, yes, I and remember. we met that way. And I think every time we've met, which has been quite a few times now, it's always involved music and drinking. Normally, yeah, I think, and often your music, your music. So there was, so there was the the, the um, event in Waterloo with the Steel Day. Then I think you might have been next to Emma's shop when she had a sort of closing down party, and you, you very—I mean, you were a guest, but you very kindly sort of rocked up with your accordion and um, yeah, uh, played some amazing numbers. I think which everyone got a little bit emotional. Uh, and then I think maybe we might—we've been out a couple of times for dinner. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so yeah, it, and and of course Emma had her birthday at Sadell, so um, I remember. Yeah, yes. So that was more on a professional basis because obviously you were entertaining a packed house. Some it's always been, but what has come through because we've had a few conversations, and I admit maybe one or two of them, especially that night when you were down in Southfields and we went to the Turkish restaurant. Remember? Turkey? Yes, yeah. yes, of course. That was quite a wine wine fueled dinner. So uh, my, my memory might be a bit sketchy but about all of the conversations, but I know that there seems to be a theme, not a theme, but what has come, come out of the conversations is that you're, you're a very resilient person, I think. Oh, and thank I think you. for you, there's no way but your music. And to consistently make a, a, earn a living from music is a challenge because it's the art, it's music, it's competitive, and it's hard for people to, but to consistently make a living for it is tough. And... Obviously, we've just been going through various lockdowns. And that must have been even tougher. But as I say, you've—I just want to talk. Do you know where that resilience comes from, what, or that d d determination just to play music? And that's what you do—not to, how would I put it, take the easy way out with a nine-to-five office job, maybe. Well, I don't think I'm—I um, don't think it's the music. I'm just like this by nature, and I'm like this with everything. Okay. Uh, resilient, and I enjoy doing music, so that's why. I do it and um, I don't think I'd be very good to do a nine-to-five job and I'm not even sure I would keep a nine-to-five job <laughs> so um, you know I don't know but I, I do what I do because that's what I want to do yeah. and um, I'm not doing it because it's difficult I do it because I enjoy it okay a and um, and I've been doing it for a long time so I'm not gonna change now mm -hmm. Uh, because it took a lot of time and work doing, you know, getting mm. to the point where I am now, where I'm, you know, quite um, happy to be quite busy working and, and working with fantastic musicians. And it's quite difficult running a band now. I've got everything working really well with the band and everything. I, you know, I don't want, if there are musicians around, why can't it be me? You mm. know, so 
uh, I'm resilient by nature, but I, I think it's it's not just the music. I'm the same thing. It's the same about uh, if I'm going to decide I'm going to do something, whatever it is. It's just the way Once I am. Once you made your mind up on it, yeah. Well, it's just for me. It's no effort. It's just the way I was. Okay. I, I, I was kind of raised a bit like this because I was an ice skater since the age of four. So I had to wake up at five thirty in the morning just to go to ice skating, and then I was going to little school. And um, then I went to bigger school and I was still ice skating and it was really, really tough. So after that, everything is easy. So it doesn't take okay, any effort yeah. for me to be resilient. It's just normal. Um, disciplined as well. I, I am disciplined, but I do. the thing is, if you put a little effort into something, the difference is tremendous. And I want to have a good life, a life that suits me. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't want to just think, oh, I would like to do that, but I'm too lazy. That would mm. uh, well, I guess there's, a, there's an average for a reason because the average is the average, and so to be better than the average, you have to do something different or work harder or be determined. So it's kind of interesting just listening to that. But nonetheless, as I, I think I know it, what you do is you perform. That you know, it's a bit like with the pubs being closed, a landlord pulls pints or serves yeah, yeah. drinks. And in many ways, it's the same because you serve people by entertaining yep. and performing and, 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 and giving them a service. So th there was a temporary reprieve in the summer with you being able to perform a little bit. Yes. Uh, you know, and I know you returned to Zadell's, but you just returned to Zadell's as, as a band with Ooh La La. What was that? The, what was it like? to? Because I think, did you have a couple of weeks there recently and you've just come to the end of that, that, that latest stint? Well, we were extremely fortunate because right. we can play completely just acoustically so in July when it was possible to play outdoors last July yeah yes last July we were very fortunate that again Zedel uh, asked us if we could play on their terrace and this was the most surreal experience in music I've ever had because there was just uh, Alex Garnett and myself or Ollie Wilby and myself so the terrace was open in terms of the, the cafe terrace part yes the yes it, and yeah. the restaurant was open yeah. but they were not allowed to have music indoors okay I see that was it so you could eat, at that time you could eat indoors but no music yes yeah. you could eat yeah. indoors with um, not the table being too yes. close and so we'd be uh, outside just to ah, lure the people in and there would be no one around except homeless people and movie stars <laughs> or very famous people. Walking because... with the empty streets. I mean, yeah, it was it... like to me you were busking, but you weren't busking in a sense because you, you, you were part of the, the, the yeah, restaurant. Exactly, exactly. But I do remember one of the conversations you said you'd get regular homeless people who would regular. sometimes rock, come past for you or maybe a famous person who was on their daily walk because there was nothing else to do. Exactly, and because we played there, I think it was three or four days a week for two hours. Um, when we were used to, everybody walked past at exactly the same time every day. Okay. So when a homeless person wouldn't be passing by, at we start wondering what happened. And, and <laughs> have you seen? And then they come a bit later, and we thought, oh, that's that's, that's a relief. Good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. but it was great fun. And to start with, it nearly brought us to tear just playing you know outside and at least getting out and mm. seeing a little bit of a, yeah. a light but uh, it was last July and, and it's the heart of London obviously sort of a, a yeah. Piccadilly stroke so there was no one around and it just empty, completely empty completely empty and then ZL opened so that was good but we already had been playing a little bit so it, we were not quite as 
emotional as we no, would have been no, if it you'd, was... No, you'd regrouped as such. Yes, yeah. so that was September and October, then there was another lockdown, so... Which is only just ending, ended... No, 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 that's the second oh, lockdown. Oh, that, that one, yes, of course, yeah, yeah that, that's the mini short, lockdown. The mini lockdown. Yeah. And I forget there's been so many. Yeah, yeah, and then we have restarted again in November, December. Yeah. And then that was it. That ended, yeah, Christmas time then, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's talks and new variants of things, but it feels like we do have a proper road back now. Yes. Things are happening. How did it feel coming back more recently then to Zadell? Did it feel good to actually know that there's hopefully consistency of performing? And, and, and obviously inside, you, but this time you're, before, you know, you're performing inside and was the restaurant full again or how was it? It was really good to be working again, but we can't leave, live financially solely on Zadell. Um, no. And the thing is, Zadell is nice because it's local. It's, it's yeah. great for us to do. We love playing yes. there. Uh, and it's better than nothing at all, course, because yeah. many of our musician friends haven't been playing at all. But that doesn't keep us, you know, in, in business financially. And everything, you know, all the parties, all the shows, everything is not happening. And, and of course, not. so no, that no. that's what is uh, really uh, yeah. a problem for us. But playing is a th- is is something anyway. Yes, and. Um, but it would be good if the finance, you know, the financial side of thing was to improve because the self-employment grant is just not cutting it at all. No, no. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. Hopefully, it does feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. But I wanted to just touch a bit more, as I said, on your music because I was listening to some of your, a couple of your CDs last night, and just reminded me that you know, your, your your voice is how do I, how would I say it? You don't seem to need to take much breath. In between, it's just strong but soft. Is it just natural, or did you have to train your voice, or is, are you just one of these lucky people that's been given a gift by God, and you've got you've got that voice there? Because you know, it seems effortless. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, I mean, there's some things you can't really control, which is tone, uh, and you know, you have the tone you're born with, and which is mm-hmm. who you are in some extent. But you need to improve on it, and I, I do practice and do all sorts of exercises in okay. order um, to be able to get those difficult notes effortlessly. Yes. Um, and also, you know, what you think of voice is one thing, but the phrasing is part of the voice and the time, mm-hmm. you know, how you phrase and how you time. And um, so it has, you can understand better what somebody is saying, depending on how they phrase and where they place their notes. And that's what makes the voice nice but it's not about it's not just all tone it's the mixture of different things and I've been thinking really a lot of how to phrase everything in order for it to mean something and mm-hmm. not just well you know I, I'm just these are just words you know I, I want people to understand or to be able to relate to whatever I'm singing about and this is very common in French uh, music in English as well, in pop, but more so in French. Okay. Oh, it's a lot of words and important. Yes. So what I'm trying to do is do that word thing as telling a story, but at the same time to use the music by using the tempo and the timing and mm. the phrasing in order for it to have an impact and for it to move people. Because sometimes what I like is to, for taking the people's breath away is maybe a bit exaggeration, but just for people to feel something. And you can do that with... Uh, dynamics, you know, singing slowly and then a bit louder and all sorts. And with the arrangements, because I make the arrangements for the, a lot, the musical arrangements for okay. a lot of the 
songs mm -hmm. I sing, but I'm also fortunate to be working with the same people for many, many years, and I wouldn't want to be working with anyone else. Okay. I'm delighted. Okay. So yeah, they, you, you know how it, you all work then. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing is. I mean, there is some accidental part of it, obviously, because yes. you can't control everything. And mm -hmm. but, but uh, I've been. Th I think about it a lot before mm -hmm. I make the arrangements, and then depending on the mood, it will sound mm. different. I know you, you were brought up in Paris. Does that have a bearing on, your, of course, some of your style, being French, but were you surrounded by music as a child? Obviously, I mean, I'm now learning about, you did ice skating, and obviously ice skating is to music. So that's got to have, I guess now just thinking, got to have affected things. But Paris would have found its way. And we, we, for example, we grew up with your mother in Paris. Am I right? With my parents. With both, we, we both, yeah. Both, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was raised in Paris, and because your uh, mum's French, but your dad's Scottish. Yes, my right. dad is Scottish. Yeah. But he did come to France. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure of the situation. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah. So I always, you know, even being a little girl, I used to walk around Paris. Again. This is nice, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, even though it was all I knew, I could tell that it was special, and I always liked music. It was, you know, it's. it's um, I always wanted to sing, and I used to ask my mother, "Oh, I want to sing, or at least how to learn how to play the piano." She said, "Oh, you're ice skating, Stephanie. That's enough. You know? <laughs> I, I don't want to hear you sing and play music all day." So that was that. So I had to start music a bit later that I would okay. have liked to. But on the other hand, I'm doing what I want now, so. Mm -hmm. So it's fine, but definitely, and Paris is very romantic as well, and, and there's funny things happening everywhere, uh, you know, little images, and um, now it's uh, getting a little bit more clean, you know, so it's losing a bit of its yeah. grit, which is... The Moulin Rouge is no longer the Moulin Rouge, No, no, and Montmartre is no longer Montmartre. No, I no, that's not, a shame, it's not such a nice area. Yeah, well... It's, Touristy, I guess, yeah. yeah. It's not just the tourists, it's just... Uh, before, the, the buildings were made in, in the sense like, you know, the rich people would live on the, there'd be a huge flat on the first floor, mm -hmm. then possibly two flats on the second floor, yes. two flats on the third floor, four flats on the fifth floor, okay. and then Chambre de Bonne, which is uh, the room where the maids would live. Okay. And there'll be a building at the front, and then mm. you go in the courtyard, and another building at the back. So in an, in the same area, you would have people from all different social classes leaving, okay, living there. You'd have yes. some very wealthy mm, people, mm. and I'm not saying that everybody liked each other, <laughs> but they were. I'm not even saying they respected each other, but no. they were all there mm -hmm. and they muddled through. Yes, and it made Paris a lot more interesting because yes. at the bar you could see all sorts of different people, and mm -hmm. even they didn't actually communicate too much and, you know, go to dinner together, they still cross each other and it made for a much colourful society. Mm -hmm. um, so so I think it was more fun and, it, you know, and, and people didn't have to commute for hours to go to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it was, it, it worked a lot better that way. But now everything is taken in Paris with wealthy people because it's so expensive, which makes the place a lot more boring because everybody's the same. Yes, maybe lost that vibrancy a little bit then in that sense. But I mean, I've only ever been there as a tourist, and but I haven't been for a while, and obviously haven't been able to go anywhere for a while. I can sense that romantic, that kind of feeling of how it, maybe it was when you were growing up with the different people and the movement of people and things. And again, that may have that as a musician and an artist, you can't help to be inspired by that, I guess. 
Yes. I'm putting words into your mouth, just trying to go down a bit yeah, deeper yeah, in no, terms no, of where, no. you know, where your music is inside you. Uh, well, my dad used to listen to jazz all the time. So okay. oh, as right. a child, I used to play, you know, all the time, all the time, yes. uh, all sorts of records. So, so it was there all, you know, so I knew all the jazz standards mm -hmm. for since I was, wow. well, always. Yes. So I didn't have to look for it. I, I always knew all the tunes. Mm -hmm. So it makes it easier. Mm -hmm. And what about the the accordion then? Because I've carried your accordion across the park when we met in Wimbledon once before we went out, and um, it's how do I put it? It's, I find it quite intimidating the, the accordion. In, and I'm not a, mu a, a musician myself, so music is a bit intimidating me. But it's bulky. It's got lots of buttons, and it looks complicated. So, was it love at first sight, or did you just love the sound of it, or what drew you to it? Necessity, as always. Oh, really? Oh, really? You're, yeah, you're a practical woman, aren't you? Well, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was. I used to sing jazz. That's what I started doing. Okay, you started and, singing jazz, right? And I didn't have. And I was, you know, I learned harmony and everything, and and then. I wrote arrangements and I was I had a great mm -hmm. band and we were working as much as we could but the money was just not good enough to okay. be able to live properly and right. there was not enough work or enough interesting work that I could get anyway and everybody was always asking me Stephanie Fifi and I was Stephanie at the time yeah and uh, why, why don't you play with an accordionist and I thought it's not because I'm French that I should be playing French music because I love jazz and that's what I mm. wanted to do at the time okay but then I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And I started working with a fantastic accordionist called Romano Piazzani. Okay. And he really helped me. And we went, you know, we rehearsed and, and we got a little, you know, a little set together. And it was great. But then, you know, he was busy doing stuff. And, and I just thought, I'm just going to learn how to play. Oh, you mean so he was n he was no longer available then? Well, he w he was available, but sometimes he was busy, and also, okay. um, just the two of us was not really what people wanted either because it was not jazz. So I thought if okay. I can keep what I'm doing with the the guys because I was working with a trio mm -hmm. with piano, bass, and drums, if I can carry on uh, doing what I'm doing but play the accordion as well, then it could add a little bit of color. So I started just by adding a bit of colour on the tunes I was already mm -hmm. playing and little by little I wrote the arrangements according to how well I was progressing with oh, the instruments. Sorry, so you're telling me you didn't learn the accordion as a child then, you picked it up No, later. I was 32. Really? Wow. That's I should say actually, it's, it, the accordion is sat here um, beside your dining table at the end of the room here. And it, 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 to me it's still intimidating because it, it's almost like a sort of typewriter turned on its side with the, with, with the holes for the, 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 for, the, for the sound holes and things. But it's you... like two typewriters because oh, yes. there are Looking two, the two sets of buttons. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously the squat box in the middle. So 32 years old you started teaching that. Yeah, was, and how I had... long did it, I mean, did it pick it up naturally or was it hard work? Oh, well, it's still hard work. I'm struggling every day. Okay. Oh, it's a battle, constant battle. Right. The really resilience come into it when it comes to playing <laughs> yes, the yeah. It's a battle, and yeah. it's very heavy. And, and you need to appreciate these things. But when I just that short walk across the park of it, and I'm thinking, you could be on your feet, sets at the you know late at night, wearing sing, high heels, high heels, singing, walking around a bit, perhaps. It's, uh, so it's yeah, it's uh, now I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking as well. You say with the, the the singing, which as I say, just seems 
effortless, but you're pacing it, obviously, to as you tell a story for the audience, but you're also having to be in time with the... the there's a lot, of, a lot of multitasking going on there. A lot of multitasking, <laughs> yes, yes. But it makes things interesting and... Mm -hmm. and um, well, I feel very fortunate that I found something I enjoy doing and that I have the... Uh, well, you're smiling now when you're talking about it. So no, that, no, no, yeah. I'm, so I'm, you I'm do, glad. you genuinely love it. Clearly. Yeah, it's much more fun for me to play accordion and sing rather than just sing. Mm -hmm. Much more fun. It's much more challenging, mm -hmm. but um, I don't mind a challenge. No, no. no. Have you got a name for your accordion? No. No, okay. Just challenge. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> But uh, at the same time, I was also fortunate to, to buy an accordion that sounds good because when I first bought it, I didn't know anything about accordions. It's difficult to choose an accordion when you don't know how to choose okay. or what you're supposed to look like. Yeah. And I was very fortunate that this accordion is, is not too big because if it was bigger, then I wouldn't be able to carry it while singing. Yeah. But it's still it's got a good sound and it responds really mm. well. So, so yes, I'm. It's a nice colour as well. You can see it's got it's not not battered, but it's it you know that it's, it's 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 smoothed and some of the prints going off and here and there. But it's but it's cream and it's got like kind of like pink, pink, white and kind of black buttons and it's it's leather straps as well. So it's yes, yes. It's, but it's a work. It's very much a working accordion. Looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you you performed in quite a few different places. Just when I've done doing a bit of research earlier across London from like the sort of the famous Park Lane hotels to the Royal Opera House. I even saw that Oulala, I think it was Oulala, featured in the ITV series Mr. Selfridge, which I loved actually. I love that series. That means I must have not even realised I was watching you as a band. You must have featured at some point. It, no, it was, just, it was just myself. Just yourself, okay. Yes, yes, and it was my friend Simon Whiteside who booked before this because wow. so it was me and, and a guitarist okay yeah, it was a nice series that I, I really it was liked. it was a nice, good nice fun. period yeah nice yes, period yes. piece um, so they had to yeah. give me a men's outfit because they didn't want to damage a lady's dress for it so ah. I'm, we I'm wearing a, a men's suit okay well I'll have, to look, I'll have to go back and look out look out for that that scene then okay so um but what I was going to ask you played in a lot of different places do you have a favourite venue or do you have a favourite experience that you remember? When we play in all these hotels, most of the time it's events, which are, it's great fun. Yeah. I, I love doing events. I love playing outside as well. I mean, I love working. It's great because, you know, we all get on really well. Mm -hmm. uh, myself with the musicians I'm working with. Uh, there's uh, Julian Berry on bass and Curtis Volpe on guitar and Alex Garnett or Oliver Wilby on clarinet and saxophone. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's great fun working with them all the time. Mm -hmm. So wherever we are and, and we're working, it's fine. You know, it's outside mm -hmm. or indoors. L lately, we haven't done like any proper concerts, obviously, of because of the not, situation. No. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to playing proper gigs. And, as and you're well as going on tour, aren't you? Yes. We're going on tour. Remember people, that live tours and things, but that's happening very soon, isn't it? It's happening next week from Thursday. Okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to be up in uh, Northumberland and come and one day in Cambria. Okay, going, heading north then. Yes, yes. And um, do and you have a big following up, up that way then? Or, well, it's um, thanks to can... rural touring, so 
um, there are still some restrictions because of the COVID situation. Yeah, I mean, there still are some restrictions. Yeah. But uh, all the venues have sold out within the restrictions. Brilliant. So it should be Good really news. nice. Yeah, yeah. And we're very excited because it's a show that we wrote with Oliver Willby during the lockdown. Okay. Uh, so we had a little bit more time than usual, so we made the most of it. But it's French his the history of French music, I believe. Yes, yeah, so this is not a concert. This is um, a show that uh, would take people from um, Offenbach to Gainsbourg. So there are tunes, obviously. I will sing and play the accordion. Mm -hmm. And Oliver Willby is playing the accordion as okay. well. And he's playing the family of saxophones and the clarinet. And we, between the tune, we talk a little bit about Paris and about the composers of the okay. tunes, a little interesting facts about this and that, about the history. Sorry, it's called the journey, journey into French music. From Offenbach to Gainsbourg. Okay, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first set basically takes you all the way to World War II, and, and then we have a little section with uh, film cinema, with some... Um, uh, the tune from Rififi and a bit of uh, Michel Legrand medley and we have also some 60s French pop and 70s French wow. pop and a bit of Edith Piaf, a bit of Charles Trenet and we talk about all the subject but we tried, we wrote it so it's quite smooth going from one story to the next but it's entertaining and there's interaction with uh, the audience. And, um, so you've had to learn some new songs then? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So you've been rehearsing quite a lot, have you? Yes, yes. It's been, uh, yeah, but it's good. And also quite a lot of narrating. We wrote our, our own narration, obviously. Okay. But uh, Sounds really interesting. Yes, yeah. it is, it is. But we're not used to, you know, learn a text. But we won't exactly say everything we, we learn by heart, but mm -hmm. it's good to have something so we don't forget the facts that are interesting. Mm -hmm. And so it's everything is nice and smooth and runs through really nicely. So people can enjoy themselves. Gosh. But nice to go on the road, hey? Oh, indeed. Have you packed your suitcase yet? I'm just about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've packed all the equipment. I checked yeah. the, that everything was working. And this morning, actually, I went to the music shop, which is up the road, okay. to get a few extra cables just in case. Brilliant. Okay. And one of the things we were talking about briefly, just before we started recording, was sort of innovation and um, maybe doing things which you might not have normally done or finding new ways because of the lockdown and loss of earnings and or having the time to do that. So is there any, anything else which is coming up? And I know you shared a video with me which you've been put together. Yes, um, there's an organisation called Live and Local. Okay. And uh, I applied for one of their projects which is called Living Room Project, which is pairing artists with communities, rural communities, mm -hmm. and making an art project together. Okay. So my, um, my idea was to write a song uh, with the community about what people missed from France and what they're looking forward to mm. doing again when uh, the lockdown down finishes. So we did. We met once a week uh, on Zoom, all of us wearing stripy T-shirts and with a <laughs> glass of wine, and we spoke about France and what they missed, and, and we worked into making a song yeah. but uh, so there was about five verses and then so we condensed them a mm -hmm. little bit and every week i would bring the song back and see what they thought and we changed it until it lasted about three minutes and then my friend uh, alex garnett made a little video and he also okay. played the clarinet on it and wow. and so and we did a french version and an english version so uh, in august we're going back to see well we never 
well, we're going back to see those people in, in Lincolnshire, in Great Carlton, and um, we're going to all sing the song together. We're going to play nice. for their pétanque final. Wow, how nice. That'll be fun. Nice from you know doing that from the you know from video to in in, in person. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. definitely. We played for them before in in um, twenty nineteen as okay. a quartet, so mm -hmm. that's why they requested us because mm -hmm. they they were happy with yes. what we did when well, we played. That's great. Finding another way to bring your music into community, which appreciates your music, yes. and then being able to go back in uh, you know in real life in a not that that's not real life, but in real person you know, as a real person live is I think that's. That's amazing. But that's all thanks to live and local okay. organize events because in you know in person I can't organize anything. No. I don't and have any live funding. and local. Are they are they a northern based um, I think organization they're more or they're more the they're a rural touring organization. They're oh, more right. central central of okay. England. Okay, but for rural, for rural communities, to rural introduce. touring they organize okay. usually. So, okay, yeah. interesting. Well, again, they found they found a way and uh, just keeps you in touch with with them. And it, it keeps yeah. us doing a little bit of what's we are doing. Keeps and you sane. Exactly. <laughs> and it was quite a, a different thing to do the video because we've never really done that before. So that was quite interesting. And I never wrote a song with somebody, you know, and especially with people who never wrote songs before. So that was quite a good fun. And I was astonished as how good at it they were all, all were, you know, really? in rhymings and good ideas. Mm -hmm. And I thought some of them might be a bit shy and not mm -hmm. say anything, but everybody was there. Yeah, let's do this. What well, about this? How about this? It was fantastic. It's very, very enjoyable experience. Okay. And how how did the sort of the, the questioning go work? And obviously, people obviously fans of France and or, or as you said, you you put the music together in the videos, but it was an interactive Zoom um, situation. So people were also asking you about history of France or no, you as no. a French person? No, no, it was, about the, the whole point was to write the song about them and their, oh, okay. and their experience of France. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. So yeah. they were talking about, you know, what they missed, you know, yeah. when they went camping with their little oh, children see. and yeah. what they missed in Paris, what okay. they enjoyed. But we tried to make it in a way that people who don't come from Great Carlton can relate to that song as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's a way of making their experience um, alive for everybody mm -hmm. because the point, you know, I mean, in bracket to do a, a, an art something something artistic is for people to see a little bit of themselves in it or to relate. Mm -hmm. So that's what we were trying to do. So they tell their story, but in a way that people mm -hmm. can re hopefully relate to it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. We've been talking quite a quite a bit about your music, you've touched with your past life and things, and I just wondered, is there anything else you wanted to share with us that maybe I, I didn't ask you about which you think is relevant to the mu your music or just anything really, and, and also just maybe you could um, tell people how they can find out more about you, your website and that kind of things, and your music of course. Well, um, there should be, you're going to Possibly write the website address. Yeah, we put the yeah, so we, we, so, we, in, the, in the show notes. We, we, we put the exact links and things. Exactly. So if if anyone is interested, or to book us for an event, or to come and see us at one of our shows, mm -hmm. or just interested in what we do, buy a CD, just go to the link uh, on our website. What's the name of the website again? www music o h l a l a m u s i c dot 
.com. .com, okay. Oh, no, it's .co.uk. 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 Well, we, yeah, so we, as I say, I'll make sure that it's the correct link there. But I couldn't remember if it is ooh la la la. Yes, ooh la la. And uh, there's everything is listed there. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, and you know, if, if we're playing close to you and you want to come to one of our shows, please do, because uh, I'll make sure you have a very nice time. Sounds perfect. So I'm going to put you on the spot now, Fifi. And as the accordion's here, do you think you might be able to play us a, a little tune? Yeah, why not? What do, would you fancy? A little French waltz? That sounds perfect. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to play for you La Complainte de la Butte. Okay. It was wow. written by uh, the son of the painter Renoir. Wow. Jean Renoir, so I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure we will. Thank you. Au de la rue Saint-Vincent Un poète et une inconnue C'est bien l'espace un instant Mais il ne l'a jamais revu Cette chanson est composable Espérons que son inconnu Un matin de printemps l'entendra Quelque part au coin d'une rue La lune trop belle pose un diadème sur ses cheveux roux. La lune trop rousse de gloire éclabousse son buton plein de La lune trop pâle caresse l'opale de ses yeux blasés. Princesse de la rue, sois la bienvenue. Dans mon cœur blessé Les escaliers de la butte Sont durs en miséreux Les ailetés vous la protègent les amoureux Wonderful. Thanks again, Fifi. You can find out more about Fifi Lemaire and some of the things we chatted about from the episode show notes over at marriottsidetrips.com. That's M-A-R-R-I-O-T-T-S sidetrips.com. Hope you've enjoyed meeting those not-so-ordinary Londoners who are able to cross my path while I haven't been able to get away. I'm Stephen Marriott and this has been my London Side Trips. Thanks for listening and have a great summer. <laughs>